this is podcast format. This is live format. How that works. Hello, welcome to the Media Boat Podcast. That is the podcast you are listening to currently, the Media Boat Podcast. Today is Wednesday, May 29th. This is episode 177. It's the end of May. It's the end of May. It's literally the end of May. Yeah, next week uh, it will be well, June. Technically this weekend it will be June. Yeah, but I mean to our podcast listeners, next time you see us, it will be a new month. It will be June. We'll be halfway through, just about halfway through 2019. Can you we'll, believe it? We'll have a summer tan going on. Hopefully. Uh, I look, I'm looking forward to actual sunshine. We've had some muggy days here in Southern California, but it seems to be cleared up. Uh, the Media Mode Podcast, in case you don't know what we are, we are not a weathercast. No. We are a podcast about media, about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. You did that on purpose. Always. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. We are media of boats and podcastings. Sure. And stuff. This Something is episode like 177. 177. Said that already. 177. Wow. I'm already ahead of you. You're already ahead of me. I so, better catch up. To catch up, why don't we start the podcast? What a concept, right? Oh, By yes. talking about movies, like well, we, we always, always do. We always start podcasts with the movies. And we always start movies with the weekend box office numbers. All right. So, we had a couple big re- we had well, one big release actually. One big release that took the world by storm, well, took the box office uh by storm well, as I- in it took it number one spot. You could say it took the box office to a whole new world. Ha. Mm-hmm. I ain't never had a movie like this. Uh it is Aladdin, the uh Disney uh live action remake of sorts. Of Aladdin, uh, coming in number one with a bullet with $91 million debut. Yes, it made 113 over the four-day weekend. Not bad at all, actually. That is pretty good for an opening weekend for this thing. Yeah, that's yeah. A, it, it hit 100. That's sure. just yeah. what it should do. Turns it's out you're film. going for the family audience, you're going for the people who are nostalgic for the original. You get several different... Check boxes checked here. You get several yeah. generations there who yes. have to buy tickets for everyone. Yeah, so uh, big success for Aladdin. Uh, coming in number two, though, John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum returns for another $24 million. That has crossed the 100 mark. Congratulations, John Wick. Avengers Endgame. I assume Hangs a fourth one will be there. Huh? I assume it will be a fourth one. Definitely. I think it's already been confirmed for 2021. Okay. Uh, but yes, uh, Avengers Endgame uh, hangs in there at number three. Another $17 million. Adding to its staggering $798 million total domestic. That will cross $800 million with today's today, probably. (laughs) Pokemon Detective Pikachu, also still in the top five. uh, At number four, $13 million. That's sitting at $116 million? Yeah, needless to say, that movie has been a success. And there will be another one. That is a hit. Yeah, that's a hit. Um, they have talked about it. We will talk about more Pokemon later, though. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, then lastly, rounding up your top five, Brightburn, your uh, superhero horror movie. Your Superman is in, um, is why is this happening Yeah, horror film. Coming in at number five, 7.8 million debut. That's it. Ew. If you're wondering what about the other... Uh, debut last week. There was um, another debut? Yes, Olivia Wilde's Booksmart. Oh, the, uh, the DOA Booksmart. That came out with, well, not so much. Uh, I think it's a pretty cheap movie to make. So it is. The fact that it made $6.9 million this first weekend, not bad, not, not terrible. 
Not just bad. in a week dominated by big powerhouse blockbusters, it couldn't compete. So that uh, came in at number six this week. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. That happened. Yeah. Uh, 6.9 next. Upcoming this weekend, uh, of course, the big movie this weekend, uh, that's the, the, the major uh, release here. Godzilla colon King of the Monsters. Yes. This Friday at theaters. Um, this Thursday, this Friday screenings. Yes. This should be your number one debut thanks to Legendary Pictures. Yep. But it's got some um, counter-programming here. But it's the king of the box office. What could be counter-programming to that? Well, a uh, horror movie Ma. Yes. Which looks to be... Uh, uh, starring Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer as mother who has parties with kids and ends up being sinister. Yes, this is a horror film. Yeah. And lastly, uh, Elton John biopic Rocket Man. This has potential to take it's number one. Uh, it seems like this is going to get the Bohemian Rhapsody audience. That's why I'm saying it has potential yeah. to be number one. Right. It's but, also Elton John. Godzilla will be your number one movie. I am saying that now. Uh, lowest common denominator. Also, I think Rocket Man is rated R. Is it? I believe so. Uh, okay. And I want to say it then. is because there was some interview with Elton John about should it be rated PG-13. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's like, why? I didn't live, live a PG-13 life. Definitely not. No. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you don't, when it's a biopic, it's always best if you don't pull your punches. So I think you need an R rating. That was one of the complaints about Bohemian Rhapsody. Was right. It's like kind of blurring the lines of some of the stuff that happened. Yes, uh, Rocket Man does have the better um, critical acclaim going oh, into bet. this weekend. Sure, yes, Godzilla. It seems like the the takes I'm hearing is is that it's pure ridiculous popcorny action, which I expect as there's going to be like twelve monsters in this film. Right, and you either are down for that or you want more character stuff. And honestly, if you want more character stuff, why are you seeing Godzilla? That's because my question. It's for the monsters. It's for the monsters. You, you let the monsters monster fight. Yes. Or if you want to see miniature, you know, pocket-sized monsters. Yeah. Those are out there, That's too. That's a Detective Pikachu. That's a yeah. different movie. All right. Well, those are your new releases this week. Did you see any movies this week that you want to talk about? I was going to see Aladdin. All right. And that didn't happen, I'm guessing. Uh, no, because then my doctor also wanted to see Aladdin. So we're going to so switch it up and I was going to wait. All right. Oh, I also did not see any movies uh, this week. Uh, it was kind of a slow week. Yeah, well, I I was in the desert, so I, right. literally no, movies no movie theater near me. You got a chat on the chatter. Yes. Hello, my dudes. Hello. Welcome. Hello, my dudes. Hello, Welcome my darling. To Welcome to the chat. All right. Uh, so let's move on then right into movie news, since we didn't see anything of note. Next week, yes, you will probably see a lot. I may see Godzilla, depending on how the... Uh, uh, with the vibe of the weekend goes. So. I know that Saturday I'm busy, but I may be free Sunday yeah. at some point. We'll see. All right. Uh, moving into movie news. Our first movie news bit is about Cannes Film Festival. So this past weekend, or whole week, I guess, uh, was the French-renowned uh -huh. Cannes, Cannes Film Festival. Ooh la la, as they say. Yes, and this is where they award the Palme d'Or and yes. Grand Prix, I believe. Yes, uh, two uh, awards that are kind of make or break for early independent films about whether they get a successful distribution deal. Uh, so yeah, this is happening at the moment. Uh, Netflix scooped up the global rights, by the way, to the Cannes Film, Film Grand Prix winner Atlantics, 
directed by Matty Diop, and the Critics' Week Award winner, I Lost My Body, from Zilam Animation. Xylem? Xylem Animation. Xylem this animation. is an animated feature. Uh, so Atlantic is the live action, and then I Lost My Body is the animated feature. Both Netflix picked up both of these for uh, global distribution. Got it. So Atlantic is the story of a seventeen-year-old of seventeen-year-old Ada who is in love with Suleiman, a young construction worker. But she has been promised to another man. One night, Suleiman and his co-workers leave the country by sea in hopes of a better future. Several days later, a fire ruins Ada's wedding, and a mysterious fever starts to spread. Little does Ada know that Suleiman has returned. Ooh. Ooh, and love. <laughs> Will love conquer all? Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, From the ashes of fire. I should have wrote this down. I thought I was going to remember what actual like, country it was from. Uh-huh. Uh, Dark, Darfur? Darfur, maybe? Darfur? I think it was Darfur. Okay. Uh, uh, but it takes place in Africa, uh-huh. Atlantic coast, so right. that's why it happened. And, and in case you're wondering what I Lost My Body is about, it is about a cut-off hand. That escapes from a dissection lab with one crucial goal, to get back to its body. As it scrambles through the pitfalls of Paris, it remembers its life with the young man it was once attached to. Until they meet Gabrielle. Yeah, they didn't tell me who Gabrielle was, but yeah. I like the concept that's of a, it. That's a neat concept. It's a good concept. It's a different work for animation, I thought. Yeah, that's the amazing thing about animation. You can tell stories like this. Yes, uh, it's just, uh, I believe it's a hand wandering the city. Like, um... Uh, thing style. Yes, Adam Family style. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but these are two good concepts. I based on the concept, I see why they won. Yeah. Um, so these are your potential front runners currently <laughs> for Oscar season. And we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see how the year pans out. We'll see how the year pans things out. Could just get buried. Yeah, but hey, good job on creating stuff that Netflix buys. All right, next story. Uh, we're back to the world of Rotten Tomatoes because they're changing things up again. 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 <laughs> they are changing its audience score uh, for movies where user ratings will now reflect only moviegoers who can prove they've bought a ticket to see it in the theater. If you recall, we reported back in February when they disabled user comments prior to a movie's release and changed the way that the want-to-see ratings worked. Right, this was to prevent <laughs> review bombings on films based on whatever uh, yeah. actor says, director does, anything like that. Or, let's be real, just for people who like want to talk about movies before they've seen them. Yes. Which um, is the core problem. Yes, Star Wars. Yeah. The Star Wars problem. Yeah, Star Wars problem, Captain Marvel problem. Yes. Bombing things that they haven't even seen yet. Um... You can make your review count by purchasing tickets uh, through Fandango, AMC Theaters, Regal, and Cinemark Theaters. These are the current uh, companies that have made a deal, I guess, for Fandango to make this happen. Well, yes, Fandango owns Rotten sorry, Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Well, Fandango owns Rotten Tomatoes. So I guess that is true. But so that is true. <laughs> yes, that is what you said. Okay. Yes, that is true. Right. But they've also made deals with the three biggest chains in the U.S. Right. They take up, I believe, 40 Five to fifty-five yeah. percent of the market share. I want I to say bet. those are the big ones. Yeah, those are the big ones. So if you buy online tickets through any of them, you can connect your account from there to Fandango directly, and then be able to submit your own user review to Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, uh, this is their way of cracking down, like we said, on review bombs. But it's also a good way to drive 
traffic to Fandango. Yeah. That sounds more like a business move I than mean, it does a It's a combination of things. It's a solution to a problem that got a lot of people talking in the mm-hmm. press. And it is also, yes, a savvy business move. It I, is a combination of those two things. I will also say this does well for Rotten Tomatoes because I know a lot of people who will look at a Rotten Tomatoes yes. score before they go to a movie. Or if they have the option of three movies, they'll look at the score to determine which one they think is better. So yeah, it's good news overall for that to be uh, a more healthy environment that actually reflects actual uh, actual critiques. Yes, yeah. like instead of being this thing that just gets rapidly out of hand. Oh yeah, yeah. because the because internet because internet. that's all you need to say just because internet. So the chief marketing officer Lori Pantel uh, did have a quote about this, but I don't know how genuine this is being. Uh, she claims that the quote the defi- decision for the chain came out of research the company conducted last year showing that users want more transparency and if research she if by research she means looking at all the headlines that was written about them uh, last uh, February <laughs> then sure I'd believe them yes but no. not, not a whole lot of research this is a <laughs> this is a corporate answer corporate PR answer yeah, here <laughs> it's not what actually happened they, they know that this was a nightmare that they had to recover from yeah. so. And this is a good step for them in that direction. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Um, as for other stuff... That's ran, it for movie news. That's it for movie news. Um, there's a new trailer for Terminator out. Yes. Um, Terminator Dark Soul. Uh, something like Dark that. Fate. Dark Fate. Dark Fate is out. Um, people the, seem to like it. Yeah. See, people are calling it a return to form, which makes sense. James Cameron is James back on board. Um, it's supposed to be a direct sequel to two. Yes. Um, they brought back Linda Carter. I guess the other movies didn't happen. Um, the, the, the timeline is screwy. Yes. Um, last week we reported on Sonic being delayed. Delayed, yes. And we, we confirmed uh, this week, delayed until February, which we said yeah. it's going to be a January, February we got release. got another chat in the chat box. Meanwhile, currently going on Fandango to buy tickets. Ah, <laughs> well, there you go. Well, there you go. Uh, uh, democracy in action right there. Yep. Uh, right. um, and in brief hush hush Marvel uh, news, hush hush. Uh, rumor mill is turning that Charlie Hunnam uh-huh. is in early talks to play the new Wolverine. Interesting. Yes, those are early talks. Those are rumor mills. Um, it's interesting that they're going to try and make that happen now. Yeah. Whereas we know for a fact that X Men and Fantastic Four will not be premiering in the Marvel MCU until Phase 5, after the Phase 4 is done. So yeah, that's five years out. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. These things are subject to change. Oh, I, I, a, like, a hair's notice. Yeah. A hair's notice. That's a new one. <laughs> and a dime's like, thought. <laughs> yes. There you go. We'll just keep combining, mixing our metaphors here. Alright, that's it for movies, which means we get to move on right into television. And we always start with the television section with sports. Oh, right, and we have sports. Right now, sports is still dominated by basketball and hockey, who both remain in their finals. Yes. You uh, have the Raptors facing the Warriors in the uh, ensuing NBA championship. Uh, that series will take place, or start tomorrow, Thursday, in Gold. Golden State in in California in California in Oakland uh-huh. the Golden State the in, Golden in State. the Golden State yes <laughs> uh, yep and then meanwhile we are in the NHL playoffs we yes. have 
the Blues versus the Boston Bruins. Um, Boston is currently winning that series 1-0 because, of course, they are. But this game is currently tied, so uh, we will see how that turns out. Yes. Uh, did we just finish Marvel Phase 3, or <laughs> when are we in the state? Where are we in the state of Marvel? She is correct. We yes. did just finish Phase 3. Uh, no, technically, no. No? Um, Spider Man Far From Home is the ending of Phase 3, just uh, like Ant Man was the end of Phase 2. It's like a holdover. Okay. It's it's the epilogue that caps that off, but also like sets up what's happening, what's happening next. next. Okay, got it. That so, yeah. As, as much. So basically, yes, it is over because <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man's been filmed in rotation now. Uh, but yeah, once Spider-Man Far From Home comes out, that is the official end of Phase right. 3. Uh, in other sports, uh, Belmont, Belmont Stakes take are a moment. this weekend finishing up the Triple Crown. Uh, yes, this is the Belmont. We'll get to uh, Belmont this weekend. Yep. Uh, there will be no Triple Crown winner, but you can no. still see the ponies race up in New York. They will race. And thus concludes horse racing season. <laughs> I mean, as short <laughs> as it is. There it is. Uh, I believe that's all we have for... Oh, um, we have from the chat, since we're talking about sports, uh-huh. Otani's walk-up song. Apparently, no, apparently nobody told Otani what his walk-up song is. Uh-huh. So his vocal song is the themes is the uh, Game of Thrones theme yes, song. Yes, yes, I noticed that. I almost texted you that, but I was like, eh, he, he knows. Oh yeah, no, I noticed this the last time we were at the game. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, that's it. That's what's that's going on. It's hilarious. Game of Thrones. All right. Anything else in the world of sports to add before we move on? Um. Yes. Real briefly. I saw this this morning. Okay. I need to do more research on this. Okay, but, real promising. But as part of the NFL 100 celebration, yeah. they will be doing a celebration of past players competing in certain competition drills. One of these is the 2000s quarterback competition. Ooh. Where the likes of Peyton Manning will go up against other famous and semi-famous um, quarterbacks of the 2000s. Oh, jeez. Including Donovan McNabb and Cade McNabb and Carson Palmer. That's funny. And I think Kurt Warner's in that, too. That would make sense. But, yeah, that will be happening in August, uh, in the, right before the season actually begins. It's part of their whole 100 years of NFL celebration. Okay. They'll be doing other competitions as well. I think they're doing, a, like, a 40-yard golden dash. <laughs> Where you have to be like over your golden years to still do a forty yard dash. Oh jeez. <laughs> um, yes, the Angels continue to slug on, uh, slug on to five hundred, or that's what you missed in baseball. Yeah. Still sub five hundred. Yeah, I know. Uh, baseball's happening. Still uh, happening. But you can uh, start casting your all star votes starting this weekend. Uh, throughout the month of June, as the All-Star Game is in July. So cast those All-Star votes to get your favorite player, other than Mike Trout, into <laughs> the... Because uh, he's automatically, he's, like, he's entered. Okay. He's just automatically there. Just assume. Yeah, just assume he's there. But, yes, cast your votes to be the player-nominated, right. or the, the fan-nominated player into the All-Star Game. Okay, well, that does it for sports. Let's move on to television news proper. 
we uh, start tonight with The Tonight Show. Uh, with Jimmy Fallon. Yes, Tonight Show uh, starring Jimmy Fallon, I believe is the actual uh, title of that show. Is it starring or is it with? It's starring. So the reason why he said he wanted starring was because Johnny that's Carson. what Johnny Carson did. Yeah. It was The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Other hosts did not opt to do that. Right, I uh, believe like it, was Leno, with, it was with uh, Jay Leno. Chose to just say with. Uh, but I think Cody Bryan was also with. Correct. Because Jimmy for that, wanted with. that starring credit. Okay. To go back to the old times. However, the old times have not uh, been good luck for Jimmy Fallon because They've the show not been kind. has taken a hit in the ratings. Suddenly falling behind Stephen Colbert's rival late show over on CBS. This has resulted in one longtime executive, Katie Hockmeyer, suddenly and mysteriously out. And the new showrunner, Jim Bell of the Today Show, tearing into boss Lauren Michaels as they struggle to fix the faltering show. This sounds like um, drama. drama at the executive level. Bell was brought in to inject some topical heat into the show when it began to fall behind. Bell is responsible for bringing Fallon to Puerto Rico for a Hamilton special with Lin-Manuel Miranda. So, uh, that's something. That's something. With next year being a politically charged election year, expect Fallon to try and tear into Colbert's political shtick. Will that work? Probably not. All signs point to no. Um, yes, because of recent political turmoil. I don't want to say turmoil. Uh, it's not political. recent either. It's not recent either. Uh, political shenanigans of this um, cycle. Colbert has surged since yeah. that 2016 election. People associate Colbert with politics, even before he was on The Late Show. Yes. And so it's natural for audiences craving political comedy uh, to abandon Fallon, because Fallon has been very apolitical. The show has always kind of leaned, not necessarily leaned either way. I mean, of course, the infamous example of this is when he had Trump on mm -hmm. prior to the 2016 election and was all buddy-buddy with him. It's stuff like that that has now, like, stayed in people's minds. People don't associate Fallon with biting commentary. Well, that's what Fallon did leading up to the 2016 election, yes. is that he wanted his show to be non-political, non to be an entertainment yeah. uh, yes. of sorts. And, yeah, as things go this direction, people want that less and less. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, ultimately, it'll be interesting to see if they what they do to, to retool the show. But I don't know, man. Like, it's hard for Jimmy Fallon to really adjust. It seems like he's just going to do his own thing. He I has the same, same He has thing. his stick. Yeah. And it's hard to break away from that stick, which means could we be seeing a new change at the time? Should these ratings stay this low? Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Bring Seth Myers. I mean, no, because he's. Uh, I'm sure he's happier with his slot. Oh, I'm sure he's happy with that. He uh, has no competition. And, he, and his freedom. Yeah. And his all his writers. Like, I don't think he would even want Fallon's job. I think they would have to figure out somebody else. All right, Conan O'Brien. Back. Bring him back. <laughs> so no, because no, he's not even doing that kind of show anymore. No. He has pivoted to its own, his own new format. Right. show on TVS. So. Which isn't even a weekly format. It's no. whenever he wants to now. Yeah, just whenever he wants it to be. Good for him. You yeah. Know. Good for him. All right, let's move on to our next story. Also on NBC is, of course, The Voice. That was unintentional, but yes. The Voice, uh, next season, will be Adam Levine-less, as he plans to exit the competition as a future judge. Uh, the singing competition was pre-taping season 16's semifinals on Sunday, Versus airing live on Monday, 
because Levine and fellow coaches Kelly Clarkson, Blake Shelton, and John Legend were due at the NBC Upfronts we talked about last week in New York the next day. Right. Uh, for those of you who need a reminder or don't know, Upfronts is when um, all the shows go for advertising. Yeah. That's for their fall uh, schedules, for the fall premieres. So Adam Levine, as I guess, uh, seems like he has a lot of skin in this game, a little more than I thought he did. He expressed frustration uh, beforehand at having to be present at the upfront when, at that point, he had no artists left in the 16 race. Um, if you don't know how the voice works, is it's kind of like Pokemon. Uh, the artists <laughs> decide, like the, the judges decide, oh, this singer, I want them on my team. And then they can basically claim them, and they have teams of these singers that compete. Right, and then the singers go head-to-head -head yeah. against other singers and get knocked out one by one until there is one winner in The Voice. So his frustration is due to a rule change uh, in Season 16. Apparently they do not guarantee that each coach goes to the live playoffs with the same number of team members. In the live cross battles, which replaced the old-fashioned knockout battles that they used to have, that was mm -hmm. kind of like a sudden elimination thing, Right. Uh, his team was cut in half from eight members to just four, and ultimately it left him with zero singers by the time the semifinals came in. Basically giving Adam Levine nothing to do for the rest of the show. Right, for the remaining semifinals and final episodes. So yeah, I didn't realize that this would affect him so much, but apparently it made him bitter enough for him to not want to do the show anymore. Long story short, Adam's a sore loser. I guess. Or That's like, what it sounds like. Or he's just like, maybe he also maybe this coincides with him feeling like he's done it for a bar, uh, too long. Because he has done it for a very long time. Yeah, 16 seasons. That's eight years, twice yeah. twice a year. Twice a year. That's a lot of work. That That's a lot of like non-touring that he's doing, too. <laughs> right. I mean, after being at the freaking Super Bowl last year, he can probably do other things with his career. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't necessarily have to stay on the books. Um, so, this could mean new Maroon 5 material. Or, new or this just could mean... They retooled the voice a little bit. Or they retooled the voice. <laughs> they may go back to it because, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like makes sense that you'd want all the judges to have at least one person in the finals. Yeah. But it also makes sense that if your person's not that good, why are you in the finals when taking someone else's spot? Right, yeah. So, Well, hopefully they'll figure that stuff out. Hopefully Adam Levine to, uh, fight figures out something else he can do with his rich... All his money and his time. Yeah, as of right now, he will. He is not planning on returning to The Voice. But, I mean, if they do make this rule change go back, yeah. kind of expect him to return because he we'll is see. part of the face of that thing. He might just be done. I would I, be I I surprised if he's done. All right. They have enough judges that they've rotated in and out that they can just make yeah. new judges. But The Voice is not the only music-related reality show that is uh, happening on television. This season, we have a new one, uh, something that just premiered last night, and it looks like you watched it. I tuned into this thing because I'd been seeing all the, the commercials, all the promos for it, and I thought, yeah, yeah. that's a cool concept. Okay, so I like it. Songland is the name of this thing. It is on uh, NBC. NBC. Speaking of NBC. Um, we're, uh, we're not sponsored by NBC is, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, it's not a uh, contest for singing, but it's a contest for songwriting. So, uh... You watch this. Uh, how does this work? Uh, there's three producers. Uh, the only one I recognize is Ryan Tedder because... Okay, that's Ryan Tedder. Ryan Tedder. Um, he's the only one I recognize, but there's three producers and then one artist that sits in on this as well. Okay. This episode happened to be John Legend as the sure. artist. 
Uh, and they brought in several songwriters to sing their songs to them. Or pitch perform. their songs. Oh, perform. Yeah. Perform or... It's perform. They, they so, sang. They sang it. Okay, they so perform. the songwriters... In this case, did they all sing their originals? They all sing their own no original like, song. No one brought in somebody else to sing it for them? No. So that's how I imagine this going down. That's how I imagine it, too. Because I don't imagine a lot of... I mean, yes, I probably... I, I There probably is a huge crossover between people who write music and also perform it. Yes. But I would also think that occasionally you get somebody who's really good at writing that may not be a good singer. Well, they uh, provide the lyrics to them, uh-huh. on, to the judges... And then they perform it in front of them as well. Got it. And after they're done performing it, they literally sit there and then they retool it yeah. as they go as they go along. That's neat. Yeah, it's a really fun, entry aspect. It's like and, a song exploder podcast, but in reality, TV show form. A little bit, because they also do a <laughs> podcast with this too about uh-huh. behind the scenes stuff. Oh yeah. Um, but each of the uh, each of the three, um, what are they called producers. Yeah. Uh, pick a songwriter, or uh, pick a song from the song, pick a songwriter's song, and then they retool it, and then they present it one more time to John Legend, and then John Legend picks a winner or a per- a song to be featured. Oh, and then that this... song is automatically okay. then performed by John Legend at the uh, very end in a tone like okay. music video esque thing. Got it. And then you could get that song on iTunes immediately after the show. So is this kind of like a? Uh... The, the mask singer kind of thing, where like Ooh. the winners from this ra- these early rounds will go on to compete against each other later. No, because it's for that artist right there. Right. There is no other rounds. Oh, so this I is see. like a, this is not a competition. This is like chopped, not like Top Chef. Yes, it's a chopped. Oh, so you just have whatever you get in that episode. It doesn't continue on. Um, I don't know. There's only been one episode. I don't okay. think, and maybe they do bring the songwriters back for other songs. Okay. But there's only been That's one episode. That's really interesting. It's really interesting because it is just here. You have one song to pitch to the artists. Yeah. Um, I think the next episode's Will I Am, or at least Will I Am's one of the producers mm-hmm. on it, maybe. Uh, but yeah, they have other artists that they're bringing in, like Megan Trainer, Jonas Brothers, uh, John Legend. But yeah, it's a really interesting behind-the-scenes look on songwriting, especially when they like start retooling it in front of him. Like they change the wording, they change the tempo. <laughs> yeah. Like immediately after he performed the song, I'm like, okay, yeah, clearly you guys know what you're doing. That's their jobs. That's literally, well, their, literally job. their job is to listen to it once, find out what's wrong or how they can it's, make this, it better. This whole and, thing is just like they're just doing their jobs while being on television. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is very studio formatted, though. There is no live audience anywhere okay. in this thing. Uh, it's a little bit like the. Sh- it's a little bit like um, Shark Tank, where they come yeah. in and they pitch their song, and then they hmm. kind of like choose. This is such an interesting concept. Like, this is something that I never thought would actually be on a network. Right. Like it's such a weird thing. Do you think this will last beyond one season? Do you think maybe, this will find its audience? Maybe not. Okay. I feel like this thing. Will go directly to NBC's online catalog, yeah, maybe, and have a home there of people who will want to watch it. Something more niche. It is a little bit more niche. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, I really like the concept. I'm not sure how to make it better though, because mm-hmm. it's not like you can actually put it in front of a live studio audience because the audience isn't choosing; it's the producers and <laughs> the artist. Right. So from that aspect, I like. I like it from the behind the scenes. I'll continue watching it, 
I think it has potential. But I also think that if there is no like surefire hit that comes out of this, like a radio hit, I think it'll lose kind of a concept of like, okay, you're just doing this for a song. This clearly won't go anywhere type of thing. Uh-huh. Kind of like how The Voice has all these winners, yet I can only name you one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's Cassidy Pope because yeah. of her name. It's the only one. All right. Uh, did you watch anything else on television this week? Everything kind of ended last week, so we're yeah. like running out of shows. Oh, uh, well, we did watch hilarious. one thing on Netflix. Oh, yeah, we did. We should talk about this now. We should talk about this now. It's technically a music video, but it's on Netflix, it's so it's a... It's TV length. It's TV length. It's 30 minutes. Uh, this is The Experience. The Bash Brothers the Bash... Experience, I believe, is what this thing is called. Yeah, it's a Lonely Island uh, production yeah, Lonely on Island, Netflix. Yeah, Lonely Island, Andy Samberg and Jorma Tacone. I believe. Yes. Uh, Jorma uh, and Akiva. I don't, I don't know if he's featured, but yes. Uh, he's, uh, he's one of the directors. But yeah, uh, this is who you think it is. This is exactly what you think it is. Uh, so basically, it's like... <laughs> the concept's ridiculous. It's a, uh, a universe in which, um, during the height of their fame, Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire had a rap album. That's right. You heard that right. That is the concept of this thing. So basically, it's just an excuse... For them to make a bunch of Lonely Island style songs uh, in the guise of Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. So a lot of steroids jokes, a lot of baseball jokes. A, a lot, lot of 90s of, jokes, 90s a references. A lot of 80s, 80s, late 80s, early 90s kind of references. Yeah, stuff. late 80s, yeah, because it takes place in the 88. World Series happens yeah. at this thing. It's very at this time, like, 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 uh, like they, what they're wearing and like the way that it's shot. A lot of the videos are shot and stuff. It doesn't really have a plot. There's some sort of, like, hint that, that they're going through some, like, weird, like, daddy issues. Daddy issues and, like, like background of why they took their steroids and how yeah. the steroids is affecting them. But it's not, it's not telling a story, really. It's just no. a mood thing. It's just, like, an excuse for them to make a series of music videos. It is. Uh, it, the music is very much like their... Uh, album Incredibad. It's very like their music. It's very like that. <laughs> if you liked the Incredibad album... Or if you liked Popstar, you like Pop even. Star, like, yeah. It's the same stuff that they do. Well. It is. It's, it's very close to the stuff they were doing for HBO. Uh, the, um, the, the the tour to whatever. The tour? Tour to Pharmacy. Oh, yes. The yeah. tour to Pharmacy. And the one with... Uh, the, the, the other one, the tennis one. Oh, uh, the, the, the Borg back... Whatever. Yeah, whatever that one was called. But yeah, it's very much that, except slightly cool. less celebrity cameos. You do get your 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 Maya Rudolph, your uh, Jenny Slater, there, your Jenny Slate. You know, you get enough of the the, the cameos. Yes, uh, uh, Beatrice, Stephanie Beatrice is in there. Heim, for Heim some reason. is in there. Um, <laughs> Shirley K. Brown shows Shirley up. K. Brown shows up in, for for in Sia format. Pretends to be Sia. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it's interesting. It's weird, uh, but like, yeah, if you like the Lonely Island stuff, this is a no-brainer. Check this out. I, I, I don't need to tell you this. Yes, it's on Netflix. It's thirty minutes. Yeah, check it out. All right, <laughs> let's move on then. Uh, let, I'm I'm aiming for a quick one this week. All right, let's go into cancellations and renewal. All right, what am I no longer watching? All right, well, AP Bio at NBC has been canceled. Or has it? Uh, I mean, according to the internet, they're still trying to save it. 
Yes. Beer is trying to pull a Brooklyn Nine-Nine right now. Probably unlikely. Uh, so, uh, yeah, AP Bio only has two seasons, I think? It will be canceled after two seasons yeah. uh, of its run. So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm not so super surprised about this. I saw it. I felt like it had a weird tone. Uh, I didn't know what, like, I felt like it didn't know what it wants to do. It has the unlikable protagonist problem. I don't like the unlikable protagonist problem. Which is a problem. problem for me and a lot of people, I presume. It is. And so it was a really hard show to kind of get into and want, and actually want to watch more of. That's me personally, but I could see it not being successful because of those reasons. I, um, I'm assuming that it found some type of footing and following. Yeah. For this type of internet reaction. Yeah, but, but again, I think it maybe mostly is because of the cast. That is a pretty the, good It cast is a good thing. cast, but yeah, not everybody's type of comedy. And you know what? You know, stuff like, Par- maybe I should give it a benefit of the doubt, because like stuff like Parks and Rec, it didn't really click until the third season. Second so season. So maybe if it gets a chance, this thing will maybe have a second life. But we'll see. But it doesn't have any of the Michael Shore behind it. So. No, it doesn't. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. All right, uh, next up, uh, HBO is bringing back Gentleman Jack for a second season. Yes. Um, speaking of HBO, real quick, yeah. uh, second season of Barry wrapped up. Right. I will have thoughts on that next week as I watch the whole thing. Got it. Also, apparently Chernobyl is yes. really good, and I should we, be watching yeah, that. The people seem to be talking a lot about that thing. Yeah, now that Game of Thrones is over. People are trying to say, don't cancel your HBO, right. watch Chernobyl instead. <laughs> Alright, that's it for cancellations and renewals. Uh, we do have a couple of deaths, though. Uh, first up, speaking of uh, NFL quarterbacks, as we were a moment ago, uh, NFL uh, legend Bart Starr has died at age 85, uh, former quarterback of the Packers. You, you know who Bart Starr I is. I do know who Bart, Bart yeah. Starr is. Yes! Because yeah. whenever my dad... Uh, says anything about uh, uh, old football players? He always brings up Bart Starr. <laughs> Which Bart Starr is a really great athlete's <laughs> it's a great name. name yeah. It's a great name, period. But for an athlete, it's like Bart Starr. Bart Starr. Two R's. Two yes, um, he's yeah. Uh, way back in Lombardi era. Yeah. I think four Super Bowls. Yeah, he was he, in. yeah. I think he was the one involved with those. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, Bart Starr uh, will be missed. I'm sure they'll do a tribute to him. Uh, when the season starts. I'm sure there will, because the first game will be Packers-Bayers. <laughs> so there it is, right there. A tribute to Bart Starter, I'm sure, right away. And then also in sports deaths, unfortunately, another one. Bill Buckner, age 88, Red Sox, first baseman, another uh, legend of sports. Uh, legend for the wrong reason, yeah, though. But in this case, for uh, not great reasons. Yes, uh, for <laughs> missing a ground ball. Yeah. And Buckner missed it. He missed it. He missed it. Oh, the Red Sox hate him now. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be uh, how long uh, for the for the Red Sox to actually be successful again? About another like, twenty years. Three. Yeah, two thousand three. About another yeah. twenty years ish. So, yeah. I mean, they're not, they're all right right now. Yeah. So uh, Boston, at least you have that. Yeah. At least they got that going for them. All right, that's it for deaths. So that means I get to pass this on to you. And we get to move into the world of music. And we start music with Billboard. And we start the Billboard with the Hot 100. That's your singles chart. Yep. And still rocking that singles up top. So this is not this uh, top five has not moved one. There's two songs that have swapped. Can you name them? I bet I can. <laughs> All right. So what's uh, number one, of course, is... Is Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. Still. Still your number one. 
Um, I had to play that song for someone yeah. yesterday, and they're like, wait, I've never heard this song. <laughs> I was like, how have you not? It's the number one song for the past yeah. eight weeks. Uh, number two is I Don't Care by Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. Yep. Number three is Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Yep. Number four is Sucker by Jonas Brothers. And five is Talk, period, by Khalid. Um, that Khalid song is new to the top five. I would say that. Even Khalid though it's not new. a new single, it's been around for a few Yeah, years. I will say that. That's a new one, but yeah. the uh, Ed Sheeran and Billie Eilish swapped. I, I believe so. I believe so. Sucker has stayed at number four for a while. Okay. Uh, but that brings us to the Billboard 200. Billboard 200, though, album chart did change up a little bit this week. Yes. At your number one album of the week is Igor. It's all caps. Yes. Um, by Tyler, comma, the creator. All right. couple of uh, trivia facts about this one. First up, this is Tyler, Tyler the creator's first number one record. Okay. Uh, his uh, last record peaked at number two. Ooh. Uh, also notable, uh, this is the first number one uh by a uh, rap artist that is completely solely produced by the artists themselves. This so, has never happened on the chart. Macklemore doesn't count because no. that was Ryan Lewis. No, like this is like Tyler, the creator, produced this himself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's the first time this has ever happened uh, with a rap artist okay. uh, for a number one album. So interesting. Uh, congratulations to Tyler. Now, do you know what Tyler the Creator's background is? So he. Uh, why? Where is this going? <laughs> Go ahead. He's he was originally from the uh, rap troupe Odd Future. Yeah, it, it's a real it's an oddity, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it was really just for that joke. Yes, it was. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. number two is Father of Asha Assad by DJ Khaled, which apparently uh, Tyler just narrowly beat. Huh? They were kind of neck and neck for. I figured that the DJ Khaled would take DJ number Khaled, one. Yeah. Uh, number three is. Uh, when We Fall Asleep, comma, Where Do We Go? by Billie Eilish. Mm -hmm. Number four is Free Spirit by Khalid. Yep. Uh, not to confuse with DJ Khaled, right. also on the top five. <laughs> Two different people. And at number five, I Am Easy to Find by The National. That yes. National? Yes, The National somehow got that record in the top five this week. Weird. <laughs> I want to say Al, uh, ticket sales. <laughs> maybe, yeah, it could have been a ticket sale thing. For, yeah, for maybe. Anyways, um... If you don't like any of that, we have new releases this week. Wow, what am I going to be listening to this week? I don't know what you're going to be listening to, but here are the new releases. All right. We have Denzel Curry with Zoom. You, you said it. Uh, we have Duff, Duff McHagen. Yes. Uh. Duff McHagen with Tenderness. Remo Drive with Natural, comma. Everyday degradation. <laughs> Denigration. Degradation. Degradation. <laughs> Everyday degradation. Something like that. Uh, scared pause with Run Around the Sun. And back, I assume. Uh, <laughs> nope. Just stay in there. Just stay there. Skepta with Ignorance is Bliss. <laughs> and lastly, Thomas Rhett with Center Point Road. There was at least going to be one that you got this week. There it is. <laughs> there it is. One new Thomas Rhett album. Yep. Uh, Center Point Road. I'll be checking that out yeah, this weekend. Yeah, weird week. Weird. Needless to say, not a strong week for music. Yeah. Hey, hey a little bit of something. Something. It's something. Let's but, talk about music news. All right. Well, we'll start music news with Warner Brothers. Yes. Or 
Or Warner Brothers Records. Or. Or. Just Warner Records. Maybe. Um, some 61 years after founding of Warner Brothers Records, the label is being rebranded as Warner Records. Just Warner. Across the globe. Uh, yes. Warner Brothers Records is dropping the Brothers. Yes. And just becoming Warner, Warner Records. The new logo appears above. This way. Oh, sorry. That's a copy-paste. That is not the new logo on our screen. That is the old Warner Brothers logo. The new logo actually looks pretty cool. Okay. Well, the revamped website launched just a few minutes ago. Again, this is a copy-paste. <laughs> it didn't just do, do it a few minutes ago. Uh, the move is taking both taking place both legal and, and imaging reasons. Yeah. Uh, the announcement notes that when Warner Music Group was sold by Time Warner back in 2004 to a group of investors led by Edgar Brofman Jr., it was, that's a great name, by the way. Yeah, right. Uh, it was agreed that Warner Brothers Records, which was founded in 1958 as a division of Warner Brothers Pictures, would continue to use the Warner Brothers name and logo for 15 years. Yeah, only 15 years. Well... That's the news are up. Is are up. Uh, real quick before we move on, we have a question from the chat. Question from the chat. Has anyone ever seen DJ Khaled and Khalid in the same room? No, this is why I say their <laughs> same name is the same. Wait, I swear they've co- they've like collabed on and out on something, right? I don't actually know. I listened to the uh, uh, Khalid album, which I'll talk about a little later uh, today, and I don't don't believe DJ Khaled appears. Okay. But you know, does does Khalid appear on, on DJ, DJ Khaled? Khaled? Because I don't DJ know. Khaled is nothing but featuring artists. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. Anyway, anyways, um, the Warner Brothers um, rebranding, I guess Warner Music, mm-hmm. Warner Records, Warner, it's just Warner Music, Warner Records uh, <laughs> rebranding also allows the company, which was acquired by um, another Access Industries. Yeah. Uh, in, t- in 2011, has undergone dramatic changes in leadership and artist roster over the past couple of years to officially make a fresh start. So yeah, I thought this was interesting. Uh, I always like I'm always interested in the rebrand, especially oh, yeah. one that drops such a famous like storied name. I know it's now just Warner's, not Warner Brothers, because this yeah. makes it feel more like Time Warner. Than Warner Brothers. Exactly, so. and when, I'm wondering maybe if that's on purpose if they're trying to distance themselves from, uh, from those old brands to try to become like to look fresh. Maybe, but even Time Warner itself got bought up by Spectrum. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's interesting, uh, but also this is a slow news week for music. Oh, yeah. What's our next story? It's a slow news week all around, and our next story is about Rolling Stones. Well, not well, that Rolling Stones. And not that Rolling Stones. It's really about uh, one of the uh, most famous one-hit wonders of the 90s. Yes, it's a bittersweet symphony. Yeah, called Bittersweet called Symphony. Called Bittersweet Symphony. <laughs> so, of course, you know this song. Yes, you, you know, know the song. This yes, this is Verve's Bittersweet Symphony. Yes. Um, well, nearly 22 years after the song was released, the Rolling Stones, Stones's Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, Richards have assigned to... Richard Ashcroft, the songwriter, royalties, mm-hmm. you know, 22 years too late, and removed their writing credit. 
Um, I didn't know they were written on it. Well, the explanation is in the rest of the story. Well, um, <laughs> the song was a global hit in 1997, and still is, I would say, <laughs> in today's. Um, the samples, it, the song samples a segment of an mm. orchestral version of the Jaggers Richard 1965 comp- composition, The Last Time, from an album by erstwhile Stones manager and producer, uh, Andrew Lugan Oldman. So yeah, if you know anything uh, about uh, music, like music history as per samples in songs, you would know that the late 90s were a hotbed for that discussion. Yes. There was a lot of talk about, uh, about especially after, uh, like kind of in the wake of rap becoming mainstream, about like the legality of samples, uh, about sampling something in your song. And this was kind of part of that aftermath, where the Verve just decided that it was safer for them legally to give songwriting credit to the members of the Rolling Stones just in case so it wouldn't go into it wouldn't become a legal fight. Right, and all that those royalty monies would be tied up. <coughs> wow. They figure it'd be better to have most of the pie right. than try and fight for all of the pie. Right, exactly. Lose it. Yeah. So so this is actually kind of a cool move by those old guys, uh, yeah. to be like, Hey yeah, the, 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 we think that you were owed this this whole time. Yeah. Well, the sample was not fully cleared originally, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and after legal battles, yeah. um, the song's publisher, uh, Ashcroft, signed away his rights and royalties to Bittersweet Symphony, uh, frequently complaining about it in the <laughs> press, though, <laughs> although the sample is a prominent element in the song. It is the, it is the song. It is the song. Of, like, <laughs> but, it makes sense song. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, yeah, fun, just another one of our fun sample stories. Yeah. Except this time, it's kind of the reverse of what we usually report. Right, where the sample usually yeah. is won by the original creators. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, 22 years, I think they've yeah, well they've earned their, their, money. their money's worth on it. Uh, and other stuff. I don't oh, think yeah. they're, like, really yeah. that worried about this one song. No, and also <laughs> they're not worried about money, I assume. Uh, probably not. All right. That's it for music news. All right, that brings us to thoughts, and you listen to some stuff. Okay, so oh, I you listen to some stuff. I did some catch up. So as you know, I, I have had made this unfortunate vow of trying to listen to every single number one album this year. Well, let's start from now and work our yeah, way back. That was my plan. So I didn't finish everything that I needed to catch up on. I still need to listen to that Pink album. Wait, Pink was number one? There was a no, there was a week where Pink was number one. Really? I have to go back and listen to that. Thing. Did I miss that? No, you no, were here. No, I was here. You were here. I was here. It's just that's how forgettable <laughs> that these number one albums have been this year. Is that like there's it's been dominated by just a handful so long that the ones that aren't the ones that we've reported on week after week we forget instantly. Right. So uh, this week, as we noted earlier, Tyler the Creator uh, was number one with Igor. Uh, so yeah, that thing. I was surprised by that thing. Surprised good or surprised bad? Surprised good. Uh, so I don't know a whole lot about Tyler. Uh, I know that when he kind of was early in his career, he was abrasive and like kind of like trying to offend and trying to like kind of make music that was like abrasive. Like, abrasive. like he was trying to make that kind of music. Then I guess as his career has gone on, He's kind of sanded off those edges and become more of a, a personal storyteller, uh, making music about himself 
Um, I think the last one uh, from last year was when he kind of made that pivot. And this one continues that. So this thing, this is less of like a rap rap album. And it's more of kind of like a mood piece. Kind of like that Solange record I talked about earlier in the year. Yeah. It's very much like one song kind of glides into the next. It's very like influenced by soul and kind of like, and even some gospel touches. Like this was very, like the whole time I was thinking, it's like this is a very post- uh, post Life of Pablo record. Remember hmm. how weird Life Kanye West by Life of Pablo was when it came out. Yes, and, and he's still <laughs> weird, but yes. I see, like it did make some impact. It's just it's been a slower burn, and like yeah, you could see Tyler like harkening back to some of those sounds and a lot of Chance the Rapper influence in this thing as well. Uh, so yeah, a lot of gentle kind of measured touches from coming from somebody who I had uh, understood as being kind of this like rebellious rapper and that's not who he really is anymore so yeah i was i was pleasantly surprised by this thing it's actually a pretty breezy good listen uh there are a couple of moments of kind of where he does kind of go in on the rap and it does get a little harsher uh but for the most part it's it's fun and it surprised me how much i liked it oh okay then going back to uh two weeks, two weeks ago we have free spirit by khalid so khalid uh this was kind of, oh no no actually logic was last week okay so logic confessions of a dangerous mind by logic so take everything i just said and then the album that i imagined that the tyler the creator record was going to be yeah. that's what this logic thing was oh so logic has a bone to pick i don't know if you know about know this or not about him this entire thing is basically just about how angry he is at the public about and the media about how he is portrayed. Logic, of course, is now super mega famous because he was heavily featured on that the Suicide Hotline song, the one eight hundred, etc. Yes. Um, and after that, he's kind of he kind of made a bigger name for himself. He started showing up more on big in big arenas, and like people know now who Logic is more than they did before. He really wants to be Eminem, to the point where he has Eminem on a song on this thing. Right. Uh, what we, we actually talked about it a couple of weeks, a Homicide. Yes. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. That is a bad song. Oh, yes. It's basically them trying to out-rap each other, and then it ends... Oh, you actually might find this funny. That song ends with basically Logic telling Eminem to shut up, and then they play the Saturday Night Live clip of Taron Killam doing his Eminem impression. <laughs> Remember the bit where he kind of yes. went on for a while saying stuff about, like, napkins? Yeah. And this, they let that ride. They just let the clip go. And Eminem just proved this. Yeah, and they were both apparently too cool with this. I don't... It's surreal on a record that doesn't really have any other moments like that. Uh, but yeah, the whole thing is basically go, Logic either talking about how the media doesn't think he's hard, doesn't think he can rap, and he's trying to prove that by doing Eminem-style, like, verbal gymnastics. Mm -hmm. that he can do. Like, he's adept at it, kind of like Eminem now. They're good technical rappers, but it's what they're rapping about that isn't interesting anymore. And so, yeah, and then he also tries to be, like, the post, you know, Suicide Hotline song pep talk rapper. Right. So there's some songs where he's basically just saying, like, like, there's a lot of lines where he mentions self-care. Because, like, that's his thing now. It's like logic is now like his persona has now been tied up in. Oh, I'm just trying to help you be a better person, kind of thing. I, I'm trying to understand you. I help you understand yourself. Yeah, it's weird. It's 
It's, it, you know what? I see, like, a 16-year-old boy thinking this is the best thing they've ever heard. But everybody else, it might be a little alienating. It's really unclear what Logic thinks, who, who Logic identifies himself as. It seems like he's at conflict being a mixed-race person, and that conflict shows up in every song. About, like, he just feels like he's of a, of a world and of a universe that he does, he's not really a member of. And yet he's, at the same time, constantly name-dropping. Almost every song on this thing mentions Kanye West. Oh, I wonder who's in his influence. Yeah, definitely. Like, he's definitely, like, and Jay-Z is mentioned a lot. Like, all these big names. Like, he really desperately wants to be, be one of the all-time, like, greats. But it's like, not like this, man. <laughs> he wants to be that one. Like he wants to be that one in a million. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, so that's logic. All right. Uh, Khalid... Khalid's uh, Free Spirit album? Man, I could fall asleep to that thing. Uh, did you? is boring. Uh, I will say that now. So Khalid has a voice that, like, in certain lights can be, like, really appealing. You'd be like, oh, that's he's got a really, really cool voice. Imagine, like, a slightly more soulful Ed Sheeran without the accent. Ed Sheeran has an accent? Yes, yes, he does. Okay. And so, and that gets you closer to, uh, to where Khalid is, but, like... It's better than what that sounds like. Uh, but yeah, but like, he just doesn't have the songwriting chops or whoever writing, helping him write these songs doesn't also to actually like sound interesting. So all the songs just come across as boring and like kind of sleepy. Even the two uh, radio singles, which are back to back on this record, the aforementioned Talk, which is in the top five this week. And also, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's the one with the hook that says it's, it doesn't get better than this. Uh, it's like, they're fine songs, but, like, there's a reason why those are the radio singles, because those are the most interesting things here. It's, yeah, it's a slog, it's too long, because it's 2019 and everything is. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It bored me. Uh, okay. then going back another week, well, like yes. I said, I haven't listened to the Pink Record. Well, you know it's a long weekend, when you've listened to four albums. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, four albums. before Pink, though, uh, was BTS. Yes. Map of the Soul, colon, colon. Persona. Persona. Uh, so this thing, I didn't know what to expect from BTS. I thought they were like a Korean boy band. They are a Korean boy band. Well, listening to this thing, I still don't really know because like there are some things that sound boy bandish, Like the one single that has Halsey on the chorus is very much like a boy band style pop song. Okay. The rest of it though, they go hard on like rapping. And what? Like, kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of rapping, like Korean rapping in this thing. A lot more than I anticipated. It opens with a rap number, and it's speckled with them. It's like half, like, it's not maybe even not half pat and half pop and rap. It's very hip-hop. So I was very confused and, like, kind of bewildered by this whole thing. It's not for me. I was hoping I would like it because I liked that more popular song. I thought it was fun. But the rest of it is not very fun. But I imagine, but I get immediately why teenage girls are into this because it's like the guys sound menacing almost you don't know what they're saying because most of the words are in korean but they have this like bite to them that i wasn't anticipating and so it does seem like the girls following falling for the bad boys kind of thing oh it's got that vibe to it except there's even another layer of mysticism there because they're korean because you don't know exactly what they're they're saying. saying and you don't know like about them and so, like, I get the obsession now. I get, like, there's a mystery about them that you want to know more about. So, 
teenage girls, it makes sense. Like, I get BTS, but at the same time, not for me. Not for you, but you understand. Not for more. me, but I get, where the, well, I get the appeal now. Okay. All right, so that was my uh, marathon. That today. was your long weekend, apparently. No, all today. That was all today. That was all today. <laughs> that was all today. Wow. It was a slow, slow day. day. All right. All right. So next week I'll catch up with that pink record. But other than that, I think I, I think I've caught up. I'll have to double check. Okay. Well, that brings us to video games. Sure does. Oh, and we're just burning through everything here. Hopefully. All right. Well, we start video games with new releases. Uh, we actually have new releases this week. We do. The last they week. all waited a week apparently, and not uh, they wanted to skip last week to make it this week. Yes, we have the Outer Wilds for Xbox and PC. Yep. The Elder Scrolls Online, colon, Elsewire, um, for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. That's the newest expansion uh, to the Elder Scrolls Online. Okay, I was going to say, that's not yeah. a new uh, Elder Scrolls Not a Online. new game, it has a new expansion. Yes. We also have Kododama, colon, The Seven Mysteries of Fujisawa, <laughs> for PlayStation, Switch, and PC. We also have The Legend of Heroes, colon, Trails of Cold Steel 2 <laughs> Dash Relentless Edition for the PlayStation. Uh-huh. Uh, we also have Warhammer colon Chaos Bane for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. <laughs> and for all you people who still have a Nintendo or a yes, a Nintendo 3DS, yes. we have Persona Q2 colon New Cinema Labyrinth. Whatever the hell that means. It's a Persona game. It's there. Uh, that's a Persona game. All right. Well. Cool. And moving on to news. Can't wait till E3. Real games get announced. Well, if you can't wait for E3 for new games, mm-hmm. may I interest you in a new console? Ah, uh, maybe. Uh, what we're talking? What are we talking here? Oh, uh, we're talking about a play date. And not that kind of play date. I love play dates. They're my favorite. Well, I like play dates. To hang out and drink juice with my friend. Sometimes uh, the 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 nanny will let us like watch a movie, like yeah. whatever. Like I, I, I'll sit down in front of Lion King. Well, no, just... it's always Finding Nemo, but it always starts at chapter two. No, no, no. Not when I was a kid, man. <laughs> Finding Nemo later. I'm <laughs> saying like my play dates. It was like Lion King VHS, Juice Box. That's it. That's all I need. Mine was Cinderella because I had my sister. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Play date. <laughs> yeah. This is your sister. And you get strapped as your sister sometimes. Yep. Uh, well, anyways, play date. Uh, well. Sorry, the video game handheld play date. Yes. This is a Portland based Panic. Sorry. That's the name of the, that's the, name of the, the company. company that's making it. Yes. Portland based Panic. Panic. Has a shiny new game console called Play Date, which we've been yes. talking about here. Yes. Uh, and a slew of new games to go with it. Yeah. Um, Playdate is a bright yellow, uh, not to be confused with a Pikachu yellow. No, it's very different. No, very different. <laughs> a bright yellow handheld console with a black and white screen and a crank. Uh, yeah, you heard that right. Yes, a crank. But a crank. no, not, not for power. No. No. This little crank has functionality in some <laughs> games uh, for this new console. Uh, the crank is a gameplay element for the first confirmed game of the new console called Crankin's Time Travel Adventure, <laughs> which is from Kira Takahashi. Yes. The creator behind uh, Katamari Damacy. Yes. The Damacy. The Katamari man himself bringing uh, his talents over the place. As a new game 
that has a crank in it. Yeah. Uh, in this game, the little crank will be used to control time itself, <laughs> moving time forwards and backwards as necessary. Uh, other games won't necessarily use the crank, <laughs> but it's there as a tool yeah. to developers. As uh, uh, Jeff Gerstmann from Giant Bomb tweeted, uh, it's the first system to take advantage of my favorite thing, cranking it. <laughs> Not, not, not we just need a uh, Luke Bryan esque game where you can crank it up. Crank it up. Or a Jason Statham game yeah. called Crank the Next Revolution. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's a good one. I like that. Um, real quick, uh, so this sounds kind of cool. Uh, apparently, it won't be too expensive. I think it'll retail at like 150 Okay. Um, it's yeah. due out sometime later this year. Now, are there games downloaded to it, or is it cartridge-based? So, it is completely download-based. There are no physical cartridges. Uh, and how it works, apparently, is since it's constantly connected to your Wi-Fi, apparently there's, like, a mechanism in it that will light... Uh, a light will light up on it when there's new games available. Oh. So that we'll always know, like, oh, there's something else I can try out on this thing. Okay. So there'll be a the constant stream of new, new, new toys to play with. Do we know about pricing for these games but, yet? Uh, for the games, I'm not sure. Uh, they didn't say anything about uh, pricing for these initial games. They may be available for free. I don't know. I don't know. It may be. It probably depends on the deal that they made with Panic. So we'll see. My um, my one caveat on this thing. Yeah. Is the screen being black and white? Yeah, and also it's not backlit, which a lot of people are complaining about. Yeah. So this will be uh, classic Game Boy style, where you might not just you just might not be able to play this during the night, straight up. Boo! Have to have a light on. Uh, this is not going to work in like the back of a dark car, for example. Boo! That's uh, where I play all my games. One thing, I'll, other uh, thing to boo about though is that these guys, uh, so they kind of had all this goodwill once this announcement came out. And immediately shot it in the foot uh, because just a few days after this story broke, uh, a uh, LA, a Los Angeles-based zine company, uh, also called Playdate, uh, told some told the press that the Playdate, uh, the Panic had approached them and had asked them to change the name of their zine company or zine like fest kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, or face legal repercussions. Like, nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. Nah, man. Like, this thing predates you. Also, it's like a pretty cool, like, thing. It's not like a giant corporation. It's like this little independent outfit that you're cornering about the name that you decided you wanted. Not cool, guys. It's like someone trying to come after us for Media Boat. <laughs> right, exactly. That would be exactly, exactly. Like, if somebody was, like, trying to name something Media Boat, they saw our website and was like, hey... Nah, you need it was to like, oh, this. we talked to me, but you guys popped up. Yeah. Like, yeah, because we've been doing this for five years. Right. 200 episodes, come back. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Well, our count's up on but we've yeah. published 200 episodes. But yeah, it's like, it's it's, it's annoying. Uh, so it did kind of like tarnish this thing a little bit for me. But that's still an in-progress story. It looks like that person's also finally... Uh, I guess the person who was in charge of that that smaller playdate company is um, in the press today talking to a website. I forget which website grabbed that. Um, but yeah, so there's there's stuff happening with that. So we'll see if there's any changes and if playdate if panic backs up a little on that. Uh, but yeah, not good uh, not good uh, light to put your new panel in, especially one that looks so cool. Yeah, it's got a prank. 
Yeah, it's kind of great. It's interesting. Kind of great. It's an interesting uh, concept. Right. Uh, but that wasn't the big uh, video game story this week. Well, it's not even the big... Well, no. Because <laughs> the big video game story this week happened literally today. Well, did it. Uh, the Kojima's Death Stranding had a new trailer today. Yes. That's not what I'm referring to, though. Oh. Did I miss something else? Yes. I'm talking about Pokemon. That stuff happened yesterday. Oh, was that yesterday? Yes. Oh, that's I, in my story. I wrote this. Okay. <laughs> well, because I saw it today. Yesterday. Well, no, I saw it today. I watched it live last night at six o'clock. Okay, yeah. that's why. It was. Um, uh, yeah. Well, tell this. Tell them the story. Well, uh, the Pokemon Company has decided to hold a press conference. Or had uh, had had a press conference. Had well, they will have one again. Next, well, well, there's a difference. This was the company press conference. Yes. Next What's happening next week is a Nintendo Direct. Yes. Those are two very different things. One is put on by Nintendo, one is put on by the Pokemon Company, who are, yes, legally distinct companies, believe it or not. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, uh, during a, Poke a Pokemon Company press conference, uh, they showed off the four new initiatives. They did. Um, the first being Pokemon Home. Yes. A new cloud-based storage uh, service for Pokemon caught on the 3DS. The Switch, and Pokemon Go. So, uh, real quick to explain what this is. So if you have any of the 3DS uh, Pokemon games, you may know about Pokemon Bank. Pokemon Bank is this uh, free download, but $5 annual subscription. Oh no, five bucks a year. I know. Uh, that allows you to store all of your Pokemon that you catch on those 3DS games, whether it be XY, Alpha Sapphire, Omega Ruby, or um, Sun Moon, Sun Ultra Sun Moon. Yeah. Any of those games, you can save them on your bank, and it saves the cloud, essentially. Yes. As long as you keep paying that $5, you can have access to them. So this is basically that, except also compatible with the Switch games, both the existing uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, and the upcoming Sword and Shield, and even Pokemon Go. Yes. Which means your Pokemon Go games, or Pokemon, can be transferred to here, and then potentially in the future, transferred to the Switch game. Uh, not only that, but via Pokemon Home, mm -hmm. um, you can transfer uh, your Pokemon to other players. Yeah, there will be a trade via, um, system a, built via mobile. in. A trade system built in via mobile. Yeah. Uh, so you just have to meet someone and say, hey, I have this Pokemon, you have that Pokemon, let's trade. And boom, this this concept, cool. Pokemon Home, is cool and may actually be the thing that makes you go back to playing Pokemon Go. Maybe. Because I stopped playing Pokemon because I couldn't transfer it to anything. Yes, you could transfer it to uh, Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu, right. uh, but I didn't own a Switch, therefore I had no use for it. Yeah. This makes it even easier. Uh, the question, though, people with experience about porting Pokemon over to Pokemon games, know that it isn't just as easy as putting them in a box. What games often make you do is for intra-game trades, mm -hmm. it'll put them in a situation where you actually have to make some sort of effort to get them. They'll put them in like a Pokemon park where you have to go around and actually like briefly battle them so that way you can throw a ball at them to catch them. Uh, there's a version of this uh, existing right now in uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee for um, the... Uh, Pokemon Go transfers. Right. So yeah, who knows what that will be, especially in the new games, but uh, yeah, this is cool and kind of a permanent solution uh, to uh, what I thought was going to be a problem of interactivity between the Switch and the old games. Right. 
that's always a problem of trying to um, backtrack on yeah. stuff. It's why they basically abandoned the original two generations uh, because there was no way to port them over front to the, the Game Boy Advance. Yep. Correctly. Uh, which is why in that press conference, there's they showed a graphic at one point that was like, yeah, Pokemon that you've had for a very long time and the earliest system there is a Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance. Because they can't go back any further than yeah. that. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. What else did they announce? Uh, they also announced uh, a sequel is will be in the works to Detective Pikachu. The game. For the Switch. Yes. For the game. The game. So the game uh, was a 3DS game. The new uh, sequel will be a sw- on, a, on the Switch. They said it will uh, finish the story of the first game, which apparently ended on a cliffhanger. I guess so. According to the... the I never played it. But they said that this different the, the this ending may be slightly different than the one we now know from the movie. Yes, I didn't realize those stories were very similar. Yeah, they are the same story, just different ending. Okay, apparently. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, they also were very excited about the success of Pokemon yes. Detective Pikachu Indeed, the movie. Yes. Um, they also announced Pokemon Masters, a mobile game containing many past gym trainers from Pokemon games. And when this came up, I kind of squealed a bit. This is your dream. They're this doing is the one wet of those dream. dumbass mobile games, except this time with Pokemon. Yes, you can team up with uh, trainers, or it's not trainers, with former gym leaders to take on other yeah. gym leaders and Pokemon masters for- across yeah. the generations of Pokemon. I love that, but for me, it will 100% depend on what the actual gameplay is. Oh, yeah. They showed some brief gameplay, but it looked like just like they literally weird... Sh- Tap battles. They literally showed one move that looked like it was a tactical three-on-three battle. So, yeah, if that's if it's really just a battling game, eh, I might pass. But if they do something neat with this thing, then maybe I'll win. So we'll see. Well, considering they only showed literally one attack in the battle system, and just other than that, it was, hey, look at all these other Pokemon characters from throughout the series that you can interact with. So this was the only thing that they announced that was going to hit... Calendar year 2019. Everything yes. else seems to be 2020. Uh, yes. Uh, including this next thing. Because they weren't done yet. No. No. The weirdest thing was yet to go. Yes. Because not only does they want, do they want you to play Pokemon while you're awake, <laughs> they want you to play Pokemon while you sleep. <laughs> but wait. How do you play Pokemon while you sleep? Well, how do you? Well, you can play it by... Playing Pokemon Sleep. <laughs> that is not a joke. That is literally the name of this new game, Pokemon yeah. Sleep. sleep. <laughs> so you can Pokemon Go and then Pokemon Sleep. Yeah, one of my favorite things I saw on, on Twitter today was a graphic where they, they put a Pokemon Let's Go Home to Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, this Pokemon Sleep will be another new mobile game. Uh, it will all also come to Pokemon Go in the form of Pokemon Go Plus Plus, <laughs> which is the dumbest it's name so ever. So you know all the stuff that the Pokeball controller does, uh, where it's like it's a pedometer and you can put a Pokemon in it, and also it has like stuff that lets you grab items in Pokemon Go and stuff. Yes. So that is what this thing is, except this thing also has sleep tracking stuff. Yes, it's an additional accessory which will have all the functions of the Pokemon Go Plus. Yeah. Um, but it won't 
be looking like a Pokeball, though. It'll be like how it's like a flat disc Pokeball. Yes, it's what the original Pokemon Go Plus looked like. Yeah, the little that. like pin tracker thing. Yeah, but it will also track your sleep. <laughs> because be- everybody needs that. Because why not play Pokemon when you're not playing Pokemon? So yeah, it was weird because the whole the whole way that they kind of talked about this. One, they talked about it as if it was like a company initiative. Like they were like, oh, well, we revolutionary, revolutionized walking. Next, we're going to revolutionize sleeping. I was wondering where they were going with right? that. Yeah. When they first started showing it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. This is Pokemon Go. We got you to go outside and walk and explore. Right. Like, cool. Now, sleep. Now, sleep. Go to sleep. Well, see, because they, they started off with, with uh, well, like, you took to the ground. Right. Walking, we're like, now take to the skies and fly. No, like, no, 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 no. Go to sleep. Now go to sleep. Go to sleep. They want you to play Pokemon while you, you sleep. sleep. <laughs> the only creepy thing about this is, man, what if a Pokemon uses Dream Eater? Oh. Uh, Think about it. Dream Eater. That's a ghastly situation. Eat my dreams. <laughs> All right. That's it. Alright, uh, <laughs> uh, there'll be more news about uh, Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield next week. Yes, uh, they did briefly bring up Sword and Shield, but only that there will be a Nintendo Direct yeah, next, next Wednesday. So, so we will have Pokemon news next week as well. before we record, there will be Pokemon news. Yes, at 6 o'clock yeah. our time, I think. So, so we're going to watch it for 10 minutes and then and tell you. give you our immediate reactions. <laughs> yep. um, lastly, in video game news... For those of you that have a PlayStation Plus account, yeah, uh, the new That's games it. It for just renewed this week. So yes, yes, I still do. Yes, the new the games. Sixty bucks came out of my freaking game bank account. I was like, "What the hell is this?" I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." PlayStation uh, Plus. The new games have been <laughs> announced for next month, uh-huh. and one of them is the Handsome Jack Collection. Yeah, yeah. So all the Borderlands games basically free if you're already paying for Pokemon, uh, Pokemon. for PlayStation <laughs> Plus. I got Pokemon on for Pokemon Plus thing. Plus. But that wasn't the one that I thought was interesting, though. The other one uh, I thought was interesting. Which one is that? Uh, Sonic Mania. Oh, yeah, Sonic Mania. The critically acclaimed Sonic game, the only one, um, is <laughs> finally uh, coming to uh, service like this. So, yeah, I may actually play Sonic Mania. Um, we'll yeah, see. I may try and get my roommate to play Borderlands with me because it's split yeah, screen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you can, and we uh, have two controllers. Co-op that thing. I mean, it'd be... Speaking of co-op, uh, here's my... This will never happen, but here's my, like, shot for the sky for Sword and Shield. Okay. Game Freak should put in a co-op mode. Put in a co-op mode? Like a for real co-op mode. Uh, because things are happening in my life right now where that would actually be a really cool idea. I know. Like, we both get a oh, Pokemon game yes, and we play it sure. together. Yeah. You. That's who I was talking about. Yeah, I mean, cause we've done that before, where we've got you've gotten Sun, I've well, yeah. gotten Moon, I mean, you've that's gotten X, I've gotten Y. That's probably we're gonna get Shield, I'll get Sword. But I mean, like on the same Switch, like I don't know, I, I that would be a cool thing. They should do that. It's never gonna happen, but they should do. That. It doesn't seem like it's gonna happen because that's like online. Like that's a lot of work and online stuff. Yeah. But maybe. Yeah, because as we learned this week, this wasn't in my video game news because it was like a real quick thing. Mm-hmm. But as we learned this week, Nintendo doesn't want you going online talking to people you know. God forbid. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> I personally saw that. I was like, yeah, yeah well, you can touch it with strangers, but people you know, your friends, nah, man, they don't work here. <laughs> on uh, Mario Maker 2. Yes. But yeah, once uh, that becomes an actual story, we'll report on it. But, yeah. 
Me there. All right. Well, that's it. All right. Well, that's it. So that wraps us up here at the Media Gate Podcast. So plug away. That's it for the Media Boat Podcast. If you liked what you saw and heard, we'll and be I back. know you did. We know you did. Uh, we're back every Wednesday, including next Wednesday night at six thirty p.m. Pacific time, right after that Poke- uh, that Nintendo Direct. So uh, tune in there. Just go into YouTube, search Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find our page. Like, subscribe, click that bell, and you'll get notifications every time we go live. If you want to listen to the audio version of our podcast, that's available to you as well. Apple Podcasts, where you can snatch that up, as well as any podcast catcher that uses their RSS feed. So just type in Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find our show. You can also find us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Media Boat Cast. On Facebook, search Media Boat Podcast and find our page. Comment, like, please. And if you go on to twitch.tv slash video, video games, don't go there. Uh, TV slash media boat, uh, you can see us playing video games every once in a while. Maybe you'll be playing some Handsome Jack Collection soon. Yeah, that's, uh, good. that's Tuesday. You can also, or you know, play some Sonic Mania, I don't know. Hey, uh, we'll also, uh, we're also um, on patreon.com slash media boat if you want to help us out. With money, moolah, big ones, fat stacks. Uh, we uh, are kind of an independent thing. We don't actually operate this using any of our own money. We do pay into our website, though, in hosting this podcast. So by all means, if you want to help us out with all those things that add up and are expensive, uh, please help us on Patreon. That's a place where you can donate to us directly. As little as a dollar a month can help us make this stuff even better than it already is. So please, go up on here. We'll have exclusive things for people who are patrons. So just sign up and see what happens. That will uh, do it, I believe. So we'll be back next week for another episode of the Media Vote Podcast. In the meantime, keep training those Pokemon. Yep, we'll be back next week with Nintendo Direct. We'll be back with... Thoughts on either Aladdin or Rocket Man, or maybe both. Or Godzilla, or I'll do it. Or Godzilla, or anything like that. All right. All right. We'll be back. And uh, new music as well. Yeah, there'll be new music. Big review show next week. Big review show. All right. Look forward to it. Okay, bye. We'll see you next week. Bye.